the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Welcome Not Back, another. everyone, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host and birthday boy. I'm Will. <laughs> and I am uh, Shane Daniels. Happy birthday, Will. What the fuck is happening here? Thank what you. The fuck it is my birthday. It is my it's birthday. It is my birthday. Dude, no, it's not. I up on Facebook that it was his birthday. I am the birthday boy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Happy birthday, I'm William. The, I'm the biggest birthday boy. So now you stole my intro and my birthday. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. No, he's got to get himself over. It's his birthday. Yeah. yeah. Let everybody else do it on their birthday. Why can't yeah. he do it on his birthday? He just did his on his birthday. Yeah, just now. No, just like three weeks ago. No, it's his I, birthday. He's going to go to Denny's ten times today. I'm no going to go to Denny's so many fucking times. D.A.D., you don't even understand. Make sure you got an all-star special. <laughs> I'm gonna get like four of them. Grant Actually, no. What? I'm gonna get twelve of them, one for each track off of Astro Lounge by Smash Mouth. Like, I'm not really understanding why you're like hating on him because it's his birthday. You let me do it on my birthday. You let everybody else do it on their birthday, and then he does it, and it's like fuck you. That's kind of no, a dick no, thing. no, no, no. My birthday is February 22nd. My birthday. I need to see proof. Where's the birth certificate? Yep. Yeah, Obama. Where's your birth certificate? <laughs> Jesus. Two twenty-two. Anybody <laughs> fake that? That's a fake ID. That's a fake so. ID, Obama. All right, all right. I, give real... I give up. I give up. I give up. All right, McLovin. I give up. We are here to talk about the elimination chamber first. Before we get to that, uh, Will. I think you're the only one who stayed up late enough last night to watch um, Battle, Battle of the Valley. Of the Valley. So, uh, yeah, that was enough good. To watch it, but I was doing other shit. Yeah, so, they gave Botch Banks the fucking title in her first match. Yay! Dude, she was cooking with kerosene in that match. She no, I won't lie. Off. I watched a highlight video of that, and man, she looked good. She looked so good. So you saying she had to leave WWE to fucking look good? I mean, she went to Mexico and learned how to wrestle, so that probably helped. I told all of y'all there's no way she can turn out bad if she's been spending months training with both Skade and now Michimaru Fuji. And not only were those kicks on point, her lucha roll-ups were crispy. Psychology was 10 out of 10. Hard to look bad when you're working with fucking Kyrie, though. Yeah. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen yeah. it numerous Kyrie occasions and not just in WWE. Kyrie is capable of putting on stinkers. I mean, anybody is, but... Well, I mean, not not everybody. Yeah, speak for yourself. There, well, there's one man that he's never put on a stinker. Me. And his name is uh, Jeff... Jeff. 
But well, no, Battle of the Valley was overall really, really fucking good. Tanahashi versus Okada was everything you would expect out of it, but it was definitely their worst singles together. Mercedes and Kyrie was really fucking good. Eddie versus Jay White was just as good. Sad to see Jay White leave. But happy to see David Finley move up the card and be Big Bad Heel now. And Kenta won a belt. Motor City Machine Guns had a banger with West Coast Wrecking Crew. And Filthy Tom Lawler had a really good no ropes match with Homicide. Highly recommend checking it out. What would you what would you rate the show on scale of one? Much better than Elimination Chamber. Eh, I what? would rate it a eight and three fourths. All right. Put a pin in this for when we get to Elimination Chamber because I want to hear your rating compared to that. Okay. Wait, go ahead and tell me. What's your rating for Elimination Chamber? Uh six. Wow. Okay. Let's get into this the one show and explain why. No, the no, or, no, the fuck it was not. That was one of the best damn cards they put on in a long time. And then we'll start right Reason here, I guess, since we're talking I about guess. it. With the eliminate, women's elimination chamber. Predictable finish, uh, but it was the right call. Well, you go sit there, put over how, how good this card was, and then the first match, like, predictable finish. Sometimes the predictable finish is the right finish, though. Just because you see it coming doesn't mean it doesn't do something. It doesn't mean it makes you doesn't make you feel something along the way. I just didn't know the disdain in your voice when you said predictable finish. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't that it was disdain. It was just more like they didn't put anyone that was a threat to Oscar in that chamber. No one is a threat to Oscar, bro. When they had the graphic up at the start, I dead ass thought that Carmelo was Nikki Bella. I don't know if it's just because I sometimes have t- trouble distinguishing white women apart, but <laughs> yeah, so- sometimes it's hard because we all look the same. I mean, we do. It's just... Oh, fucking white people, right? Fucking white people, man. Fucking white people. That's why I'm but... glad Cody Rose in racism <laughs> for now. Bodega boy. But so this was... was opening chamber was it was solid like. I liked what Carmella Bella was doing, running between all the chambers. That was fun. Oscar, I really like I like the uh, evolution of Nikki Cross. Like the craziness, like her sitting there counting. Like what is she counting? No, oh, yeah. Like what the what the and then like she was like waving everybody. Like I loved it. Uh, the story, the main story of this match really was between Carmella and Oscar. And I felt like probably the best Mella's looked in a long time. Yeah. Hard to do. I mean, shit, her super kicks were looking solid, and she yeah. pinned a heart with a super kick in Montreal, as everything should be. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. What about a, another great showing for my girl, Liv Morgan? Yo, Liv looked good in this match. Honestly, everyone... Did. The fucking the fucking power bomb off the top of the fucking pod on Raquel was fucking. It looked great. like it took way too long to set up, though. That's my only. It was thing. no different than Gargano and Rollins. That's true, and that was longer. That took longer to set up. So yeah. one thing I'll say about tonight, I feel like both the chamber matches, everybody that participated in them, came out looking better. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Wrestling one on one, man. Everyone it, it doesn't happen often though. Looking better. Like Natalia honestly looked like a fucking monster coming out of that. I guess she got put away with just a simple super kick, but she was fucking dusting everyone in that chamber for a minute. Because she's the fucking boat. And her ring gear, 10 out of 10. I like that that she's like putting glasses on kids now, but she can like put it on their ears, though. She fucked that up on fucking SmackDown. She fucking put the glasses on the kid and like it had the camera facing. And it was like she left it on his ear right here. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so the, kid's the, uh, the kid went into business for himself. Get himself the, uh, Raquel Rodriguez's elimination was uh, pretty solid. That made her look like a beast. And eh, I can do without Raquel. I'm not a huge fan, but I can see the appeal if she finds a personality. Wow. I don't big, know. She's a big bitch. She's stronger than everybody else. Give her a fucking mouthpiece. She don't need nobody. Or she don't need to learn anything. She's got what she ha- she got what she needs. She just needs a mouthpiece. I don't know. It feels like though that they're they're overdoing the big bad bitch character in it now. Well, you got to look at the landscape of everything now. Everybody has to kind of be fucking some sort of fucking badass. You have legitimate MMA fucking fighters on your roster right now. Yeah, but not very good ones. Brock Lesnar ain't a good MMA fighter? Yeah, come on now. I did was yeah. great until it died particulitis. Yep. And Shayna Baszler is a fucking black belt and fucking... Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yeah, but her MMA record's trash. Still doesn't mean she couldn't beat your ass. I mean, yeah, anyone on the roster could. Her MMA record may be trash, but she was like, I think the first or second woman ever signed. So she's a trailblazer. Like, You think Bobby Lashley's MMA record is good? Because it's not. No, it actually is. It's just only because Bobby fights cans. And I love me some Bobby Lashley. Except for last night. God. Yeah, what the fuck was... I guess we can move along to the Brock-Bobby match. But what the fuck was that? I don't know. They're like... They put it over as the rubber match. Like... And then it ends like that. And then, like... Now what's Bray gonna do? That's what gets me. Is It's a very inconclusive ending. And Bray Wyatt went through all the trouble of saying, whoever walks out of that, run. Who's running? I like to to think that they did that on purpose just so they can both avoid a Bray Wyatt feud. (laughs) He may be correct. But, like, going back to that, it makes absolutely no goddamn sense. Why would he call them out? Oh, yeah, I'm going to call out the fucking, uh, the fucking Cowboy Brock, who will stop my fucking ass. Fucking the Almighty, going to call him out. Like, it made no sense. It literally made no sense whatsoever. We got to have a triple threat at Mania between all three of the MMA gods. In the Captain, or not the Captain, the, the fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Yeah. This is what you guys wanted. 
It is. It is what we wanted. You this know Brock is going to want the match that'll pay him the most, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch is going to be where the money's at. Exactly do you think Brock would do that? If this picture yes. to Brock, do you think he would do it? Yes. That man, that man made fucking how much? $3 million for fucking just going out to the fucking Rumble and getting See? thrown out in the first two minutes he was in the fucking match. Or no, he hey, was in for three forget. minutes, so he got paid... A million dollars per minute he was out there in the ring. You think he won't Forget, do it? He also got that match? money for smashing the announcer table. See? And it's, it's money the part. Fed's not having to give him. It's money the Cinnamon Toast Crunch is fucking giving him. Did you know the referee he took out at the Royal Rumble was the referee that was supposed to raise Cody's hand at the end of the match and they had to change plans on the fly? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God damn it, Bork. <laughs> so that's why he got fined all that money. The match was exactly though what you would expect a Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley match. It didn't differentiate. It was just the crown jewel match. Basically. Fucking throw out the heavy artillery in the first fucking five minutes and boom. One thing I will say is with Brock, I like how storytelling wise they've made his kryptonite the spear. But they're still telling the story of the diverticulitis all these years later. You sure you're not giving them a little too much credit on that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I they don't, thought about that. I don't think so because it, it's been any time he's wrestled someone that uses the spear as a finish. He, that's his weakness. I hate, to and he sells he sells that so well. Then why have I never seen Rhino go over him? Because it wasn't a problem back then. Because Rhino uses the gore, not a spear. Yeah, it's even more powerful. See, Can we talk about how shitty fucking Bobby Lashley's spear is. I can't stand it. I love it. I hate it. It's horrible. He does a little spin because he's going so fucking fast. Oh, yeah. It looks fucking <laughs> super fast, like Sonic the Hedgehog speed right there. No, it yeah, looks slow. That's why they used to call him Booming Bobby Lashley. Did they? No. Probably. Because he's so fast. <laughs> Bobby Lashley just needs to bring back the fucking pounce. No. Yeah. I've seen Bobby has a terrible pounce. And it makes no sense why he does, but he would be hitting them on all the TNA twinks and it would just look like shit. <laughs> Whereas where the he spear started doing the still looks skinny. like shit. Still a viable option, though. No. no, I like the so, spear. If you were the referee after Brock mule kicked Bobby, would you have walked over to Brock when he waved you over? No. No. <laughs> no. Why? You know what's gonna that's like that's like when Stone Code offers you a beer. Are you gonna take it? Because you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but that's different. How's that different? You know because Brock's going to F5 your ass if he gets a hold of you. Yeah, but it's stone cold handing you a beer, so you get caught up in the moment. With Brock, like, shit, they just, they were all working last month at the pay-per-view when he marked the fucking refs. They should know better. Well, also, too, hasn't they, haven't they done the spot with Austin before where if somebody didn't take the beer from him, he got insulted and fucking stunned him anyway? So damned if you do, yes. damned if you don't. Yes, he has. So you don't go over to Brock. He gets pissed off because you didn't listen to him, and he just fucking F5s you into the sixth row. 
Well, because a lot of it was Stone Cold would hand you the beer, you'd drink it, he'd be cool, and then he would find something small to slight him, and that's why he would do it. Yeah. But with Brock, like, you know up front, you're about to get fucking flung. Yeah. And if you had to make him come to you, he's going to be even more pissed off because he's like, Brock tired. You make Brock chase you. (laughs) No, I would fucking book it. I did my end. The match is done. I'm not getting paid for this. Brock Brock angry now. We got our first WrestleMania Hollywood vignette with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. That was fantastic. You hated hated it it so much. (sighs) Why did you hate it? I also hated it. It was... Why did you hate hate them? Like, once they you were actually talking to each other. I don't know. Once they were actually talking to each other, I thought it was all right. But the whole, like, Seth dancing on the stairs, like, I get it's Hollywood, but damn. Talk about striking when the iron's fucking ice cold. <laughs> I think a lot of these... uh WrestleMania vignettes are going to be that way because, like, they're doing a Goodfellas with Roman and Paul, so that should be good. They're not going to do it with as much as I hate them. Like, it's right there. They need to do it with Gallows and Anderson because it's the Good Brothers. It's true. I wish I, I had their fucking deal. Dude, that's the greatest deal in the history of the fucking Fed. If I ain't being used, I ain't going. I ain't coming. We ain't doing it. That's the same gimmick I use. You ain't using me. I ain't coming. Fuck off. So they showed Aero Hilwani in the crowd after that segment. And uh, Michael Cole. Perfect took, timing. Michael Cole took a great shot at that, this because like. Unbiased. If you didn't hear about the whole Tony Khan thing, uh, where Tony Khan a few days ago went off about Aero Hawani being in the crowd at, at uh, SmackDown, well, Michael Cole made sure to mention that he was the most unbiased sports journalist out there, and that he would an- ask you the tough questions no matter whether you wanted to answer or not, which was a direct shot at Tony Khan. And that's why we hey, love God. Michael Cole. Hey, guys, can, can you guys hear me? Kind of. Kinda son of a bitch. I'm in my car. I'm sorry. You, it sounds like I'm listening to a voice recording in Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Yo. Uh, carry on. It's my birthday, but carry on. Are, are you... What? <laughs> it's your birthday too, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my birthday. Wow, two people yeah. with the same birthday on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's my birthday, too. (laughs) Yeah, Tyler, it's Will's birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. What'd you get me? That mustache. (laughs) I must ask you a question. What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tyler come running in to swoop in and steal all the fucking heat with the fucking money in the bank briefcase. Damn, Yadi, can you believe that two of the Fabulous Five's birthdays are today? <laughs> what are what the odds? I, what can I say? We should really uh, play the lottery now. I hate every fucking one of you. You can't. Wow, hate's a hate fucking us. It's strong our word. 
I don't but I really, you. really, really don't like you. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, I love you. I love Bobby. You. Are, are you done? Oh, I got a fucking show here, Ryan. You're fucking it all up. Well, that's what I do. I fuck things up. It's my enjoyment. Yeah, I'll give you a pass since it's your birthday and all. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) We were just talking about Bobby Lashley and and Brock Lesnar. What'd you think about it? I I wasn't expecting Brock Lesnar to kick Bobby in the nuts. Kicked him right in the dick. Did he knock his dick in the dirt? Because I think that's he what did. happened. Yeah, I saw. Him... I saw both Go dirt ahead. and dick. It was a birthday dick knocking dirt. Gave him the that's my purse. I don't know you gimmick. Ha! <laughs> 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 Thank you. I'll be here oh. all week. That that works on two levels because Bobby, Bobby Hill, Bobby Lashley. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that one. Hey, all right, let's talk about that tag team match. Uh, Beth and Edge, Beth and Edge versus uh, Judgment Day. On this day, I see clearly. Yo, Edge look old as fuck. Why you guys always go back to the fuck? That's you act like the man ain't like in his fifties or something. Yo, but do you think you're gonna look look good when you're fucking old? Cause exactly what Jake said, he is aged like milk. Yeah, but he still went out there and put a fucking performance on, like no other. He's still not Christian. He what? He's He's still still not Christian. He does. I don't seem to recall Edge's coalition. <laughs> the Un-Americans. I also don't recall Edge ever being a captain, yeah. captain of any sort. Certainly or having charisma. any charisma. Man never held the ECW <laughs> championship. Tactical nuke. <laughs> now, did uh, Ed, Edge played in the Highlander for like 10 seconds, didn't he? Yes, he did. Did he do the job? Yes, I think he did. Oh, well, fuck. Actually, no, he was like some kind of merchant or some shit. Like, that was his first gig. And it was like, he was like a merchant. From Resident Evil 4? He's like one of those guys? What are you buying? Stranger. Yeah, this was a a hell of a match. Yeah, Yeah, everybody in that match was firing on all cylinders. Uh, It was really good to see Beth and Rhea really mix it up for the first time. I wish it was in a singles match, and I'm still holding on to that. I watched the press conference um, afterwards, and Beth was kind of like, I had to step my game up because this isn't the same women's division that I was in. And I would love to see Beth get a run in this division. I would too. Whose fucking car is making all that noise? Oh, well, the one in a car. It's the it's other birthday it. boy. Yeah, it's not. God oh. damn it. <laughs> that, is that bothering somebody? I mean, it got real loud. Okay, hang on a minute. Let me hit the gas. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, Carry on. Where we're So until the main event, I would say Dominic Mysterio was the biggest heel in Canada last night. Yeah. Fuck you, Dom. And I love Chris. My mic was wasn't there. I like that they banned him from ringside, and then he just immediately comes back. Yeah, I uh, well, they didn't ban him. He just kind of ran off because Edge chased him. Oh, I thought he got ejected. No, he he ran off because he fucking tripped Beth up. He fucked it up the first time and went back up there and got her. And then Edge jumped down and chased him, and then he ran out and then comes right back. And that that was great. I love Dom. I love. Well, Chris you know the Mysterios; they're good at running away. It's true. I don't know. So, uh, There's a good minute there where that wasn't really Ray's strong suit. So after this match, we got a segment with Roman Reigns sitting backstage drinking the um, sponsor's beverage. That's literally all that was. Yeah. It was weird seeing someone actually like consume the sponsorship product because normally they just hold it or it'll be in the background. It's weird wasn't seeing there, anyone like C4. What wasn't there like some prime back there in the background too? Yeah, I don't know. It's bottled water without a label. Uh, they don't want to put over Sam's Club. What a bunch of cocksuckers. Hey, pay up. Do it, you can get yours too. Now, fuck the, the Walmart way. company. By the I way, Club. that's why I don't pay full. That's why I don't pay full price for water. Listen, Jeff Jarrett consumed Surge in 1999, no, 2000 in WCW. Trailblazer. Uh, and for that, we'll just cue 1 800 collect while we're at it. On oh, Stridex. <laughs> Yeah, for your back pain keeping you down, then kick out. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that y'all understood the fucking Jay Lethal Ring of Honor commercial reference. I mean because that shit is seared into my mind that anytime someone says the words back pain, my brain automatically just goes kick out. I do have to say something. I give them props for their product placement because last night I was like, man, I was watching SmackDown and saw the Pop John's commercial with that fucking new pizza. And I was like, man, that looks good as fuck. And I ate it while I watched the fucking show. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And let me tell you what, that fucking pizza's fucking good. Is that the Pop Crisp thing? Yes, it was so good. No, I thought about it not recently, and I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take a chance. They know what they're doing, dude. Trust me, it's thin crust with fucking cheesy parmesan on the bottom. It's fucking great. You should, no, you should Papa treat John yourself, lady, and get that when it's your birthday. Yeah, when it's your birthday, you should get that. <laughs> God damn it, Tyler! <laughs> Shut up, Shane. I've got to do this. Mute your microphone yeah. when you're not talking. Oh, yeah, good good plan. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I believe that in the podcast. I was going to cut all this out, but I believe in that in now because that was funny as hell.
Yeah, that's that's TikTok gimmick right there. This will be good for TikTok. Objectively yeah, funny. All right, so let's talk about the best Elimination Chamber match in recent memory. I oh mean, my fucking god! How quickly we forget about the two tag team Elimination Chambers. There's a reason. Did we for really that. think those were good? Um, the first one was the greatest clusterfuck ever because they threw all three members of New Day in one pod. And yeah, I remember that. The second one was incredible because we got the greatest chamber spot ever of Lince Dorado doing a shooting star off the ceiling. Yeah, but can I tell you about our Lord and Savior Montez Ford for a second? <laughs> man. Can we? That man is a goddamn star. <laughs> I don't want to see Street Profits break up, but Montez needs to be at at the very least in that upper mid card jobbing to the stars position. Because yeah. I don't feel like you need see to see him being a fucking great singles champion. Oh, he's gonna be a main eventer someday. Oh. Maybe not soon, but someday. I honestly I think it's coming sooner than we expect because they've already been planting the little breadcrumbs of tension between the street profits and i honestly think we're gonna see the breakup this year that's somebody to get bruce beefcake on the phone set up the fucking barbershop you know i'd rather just not see the breakup i'd rather i'm just maybe split up amicably yeah i mean hey you do you and i'll do me and yeah. we'll meet back here eventually we don't see that enough yeah but that's you also have to think why we don't see that. Because wrestlers are dumb. He's not Thanks. wrong. Thanks, and Will. There's no way that wrestlers could see the commonality of, I'm going to go over here, you go over there and do singles. There's got to be beef. If there's one thing wrestlers are, it's petty. That is true. It's my favorite flavor of mayonnaise. <laughs> what? Petty, petty mayonnaise. Don't make me oh. explain. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad um, also, too, that uh, Bryson finally got a chance to fucking shine. Bronson? Bronson, whatever. Man, I I wanted more shine. I wanted him to be the one doing the dive off the top of the cage. The man took a fucking uh, hit scissors backflip on top of his fucking neck. Yo, that shit was nuts. It was. It was great. I that whole like elimination the- chamber was great. Everybody killed. Even, I like Damian Priest. I don't know. I saw some people shitting on him. Like, he showed up and showed out. No, yeah. he looked good. I'm not the biggest Damian Priest fan, mostly because I will never forget his garbage Ring of Honor run. But... He was doing some good shit. He looked like he should have a long time ago. You know, they've been calling him the fucking enforcer of the Judgment Day. That's what an enforcer looks like right there. As soon as this match started, I looked over at Becca and I told her, I was like, I bet this match they're going to have all six out before anybody's eliminated. Well, that was kind of the theme of the night. Honestly, it makes I get sense. annoyed when people get eliminated before the last one's out because it just makes whoever got taken out look like a fucking nerd. And Johnny Gargano finally got some kind of fucking pop, which was good. 
that's probably the biggest pop he's got since he's been back. Yo, Johnny Wrestling looked good in that match. He did. For and a minute there, I honestly good. thought he was going to pull it off. Ah, man, I had I, he was my pick. I was just so sure he was going to win last night. There but, was too much going on. Like, I called it before in the chat. I said Austin Theory is going to go over, which he did. But, like, watching the match, you guys are like, oh, yeah, I think he's going to pull it off. But while they were all out there fighting, he was doing classic fucking chicken shit hill, Memphis-style wrestling. He would take a fucking, get a little offense, take a big move, and he's done for the, last, for the next fucking five minutes until it's time for him to get back up. And then you get the same thing. And I was like, yeah, that's what he's doing, and he's going to win. Y'all, how about so let's that get, Rana off the top of the pod? What I, I was thought, about to say, let's get everybody's reaction to that. I thought fucking Gargano smashed his face on something. He didn't get caught whatsoever. Like the other no, Damien yeah, Priest, like Priest may have looked like he caught him, but he didn't. No, he missed him. He missed him. Yeah, now, honestly, big. it looked like no one really caught them that well. They just went down with it to give the illusion, but he definitely ate shit on that landing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was pretty sketchy. I, I thought he got hurt. Same, because like shortly after that, he was holding his fucking face. So. So what was up with the weird little injury bit with Montez at the end? Leaving time to get my, uh, Logan Cage in the ca- Logan Paul in the cage. Yeah, See, I was bummed out he didn't just pop out from underneath the floor like Sean. Yeah, That's, but the chamber's not designed the same anymore. No, because used to that chamber used to be like this. It was still the floor was still, and then they covered it up with padding now. So I guess they kind of locked all that up. But I don't know. I called it from a million fucking miles away, even on one of our last episodes that Logan's going to show up and cost Seth the match. But I it was stupid because from within a kayfabe standpoint, why the fuck would he cost him the match when they're already planning on wrestling at Mania? Well, they're not. The match is is an official still. Oh, I thought they made it official. Nah, Seth's just no. going around talking shit. That was yep. that was it. Because he made the he did the whole thing with CM Punk. He was like, "Oh yeah, Logan Paul's like Punk. He's cancer. We don't really want him around in our locker room." Blah blah blah. Uh, he's not wrong. Yeah, I don't Sometimes. like Logan Paul. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't stand Logan Paul, but. I can appreciate watching him in a wrestling ring because the man is a natural athlete. Yeah. I I separate the artist from the art. I just appreciate that he is bringing a lot of outside eyes to wrestling Mm -hmm. because all of these other celebrities that they brought in in the last handful of years, like Bad Bunny, who's bringing in a lot of that Latin market, but wrestling's already decently big in like even puerto rico wwc still has that shit on lock yeah like, but their you numbers think have been they're not tuning in they're not tuning in to every week 
but Logan Paul is bringing in these kids that have never watched wrestling, don't anything about it, and bringing in a brand new army of fresh eyes. Yeah, uh, and not only that, but you got to think too. Um, the man is a genius when it comes to marketing, which was a conversation hey, that we had earlier. What the fuck? <laughs> this motherfucker using instant transmission and showing up at my fucking house. Yeah, oh, God, yard for a minute now. I'm here. The fuck's going on? <laughs> we were just talking about how great Logan Paul is at marketing. Well, I heard um, the whole shit right here. All right, well, since we got everybody, since we actually hear everybody again, let's get to this main event because uh, this was. This was, as Shane said, off outside of the uh, the podcast. This was a masterclass in storytelling, how to be a heel, how to be a babyface, and how to work a crowd. Roman should have taken a page out of good old Randall Bobandal Orton's book and beat the fuck out of Sammy's wife. <laughs> I just, hey, kiss her. I like the fact that they did not touch for five minutes and 28 yep. seconds. And should have gone 25 minutes longer. Probably they probably could have. I mean, Dude, that, they they told a better story in that five minutes than some people tell in the Indies in their match in five minutes. There's a lot of matches. I'm just gonna say this. There's a lot of matches that we get to witness that bring a certain feel. Cena versus RVD. Um, Cena versus Punk. Cena versus Punk. Uh, Drew versus Roman. Not too long ago, at the yeah, Battle Garrett of the Castle. Sting. Yeah, I mean, there's just all kind. Of, these moments don't happen very often, but I feel like this was a uh, one of those moments, and it was a big one. Because uh, Montreal, I mean, they did a good job. Fuck you, Roman. Yeah. Like, hey, Jake, you would have fit right in. You would have. But they did a good job. Michael Cole's commentary was on point. Make them believe, Sammy. Make them believe. And I bit. There was several times I fucking bit. So the one I bit on the strongest was after uh, Sammy hit him with the Superman punch and the Huluva kick and everything. I was like, oh, oh, he won. And, uh, and, and then Roman kicked out at 2.99999. That's the one the I bid on was the second Huluva kick in the corner. That's oh, yeah. The one I bid spot. on. Do what? I'm right there with you. I thought as soon as he hit that, I was like, holy shit, they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was honestly a couple points throughout the match where I, like, the false finishes on that match were fucking <clears throat> phenomenal. Just Roman's demeanor the whole time, especially, like, was great storytelling on his part because, like, you could tell when he was getting confident and had him, like, he put a lock on that shit, and then all of a sudden, Sammy would hit something, and he lost control again, and you could see it in his eyes on the cutoff, like, it was fucking with his head. That, hey, I might not make it out of there. Plus, he went out there bare bones without anybody. 
And it was just the shit talking to Sammy's wife was great. The shit talking to Sammy was great. Roman blew this man a kiss. So yeah, he also made that kid cry. Yes, it was fucking great. One thing I want to talk about personally is uh, I love how they built Sammy up to be a threat in this match, and it wasn't just Roman dominating the whole match. Because, uh, like, you had Roman pulling out shit he hasn't done in years. That drive-by, we haven't seen that since he was a babyface. Man, I missed the drive-by. I well, love that shit. It looks good. I think I think Sammy missed it. I think he botched it, but you couldn't tell. But Sammy pulled out the old Generico deal where he oh yeah the dive through the ropes yeah and Roman cut him off with the uppercut but I think I think he fucked that up but like his legs caught on the rope yeah but it's it's, that's what uh, Michael Cole said it still looked fucking great every time Sammy does that now it stresses me out just because I think about when he first showed up on the main roster doing the John Cena open challenge and destroyed his shoulder doing that. Yeah, that wasn't when he did that. That was when he said, let's go. That's when he fucked his shoulder up? Yeah, yeah he, except he, he tore his rotator cuff when he got on the steps and did this. I always thought it was from that because he nope. was clutching that shit like death after he it, hit the it, mat. It was, that's, that was probably when it really started hurting him, but like he said he said in an interview that he tore uh, his rotator cuff when he stood up on the steps before the match and said, let's go! And that was where he tore it. How very Bill Goldberg of him. <laughs> all in all, <clears throat> Sammy gave a, a fucking star-making performance. Roman... Already is, but just elevated his stock even more. Yeah, I think after last night, uh, Sami Zayn, to me, is a main eventer. I want to talk about the ref bumps real quick. Because, Can uh, we talk but- about how each ref that slid in was cleaner than the last? God damn, <laughs> those ref slides into the ring were doing it for me. So, like, what pissed me off is when Jimmy... Hitting with the the super kicks and then the the splash and everything, he's like threw Roman draped Roman over as the referee was sliding into the ring. Why didn't the referee disqualify him? He, he was the legal referee. Yeah, he wasn't in the ring. But he clearly saw referee. it. Wasn't the legal matter. referee yet? He wasn't in the ring. That should not matter. It's no, yet. that's once. Even though he saw it, he still wasn't in the ring. He wasn't legal to officiate the match. I mean, that's just that's just annoying. Yeah. Nope. That's annoying. He wasn't holding the tag rope when he tagged in. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, here's the thing. He, have he did his job as a ref. Okay, I saw this happen, but there's a pin in the ring. I need to count that pin. I mean, that's all there is to it, because now I'm the legal ref. And then, and think about how much fucking heat that would have got if he had slid in the fucking ring and called for a fucking DQ Yeah, in a main event title match. That place. Well, that's when you would have... Actually, honestly, that probably would have been better because then you could have had Adam at no listen. You could have had Adam Pierce say, "Hey, we can't have this in like this. Restart the match, and then boom, Sammy hits him again. One, two, Roman kick. I mean, you're on a roller coaster, guys. But what about the rules? <laughs> what? Um, but you got to think. <laughs> they also make it a very apparent too, like in in some like matches like this, like a big match like this, 
the ref's going to be more lenient. <clears throat> yeah. On shit. Like, yeah, and that was always the gimmick you'd hear. And, like, especially when JR was commentating, it was like, oh, the referees are giving them a lot of leeway because no one wants to see this match in on a DQ. Yeah, I always liked that about, I feel like PWG was always really big about that of constantly driving home, like, it's up to the referee's discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Jey Uso. Do we have to? What a bitch. Jey Uso is the good Uso. No, Jey Uso is the main character of this entire storyline. Oh. He has been for almost two years. So Jay's not the drunk Uso. No. Okay. The key um, to all of He's the Jar Jar Binks. So he's what the I horse. loved. <laughs> Mr. 1998? After last night, I don't know that Jay <laughs> is going to rejoin with the Bloodline or fall in line again. I, I kind of think that might be Roman's next story after WrestleMania. I'm going to go ahead and put on my little Booker's cap. What I think is going to go down Jay's going to bitch out And fall in line going into Mania And then it It's going to be a shitty finish Because it doesn't really put over Kevin and Sammy In the tag title match But I guarantee you Something's going to happen and Jay is going to walk out On that match Ah, the Basically hands Sammy the win Well they kind of been They apparently been testing Solo and Jimmy at house shows to see how that works out. I wouldn't be surprised to see Solo step in and defend for Jay. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, but you also forgetting about the biggest part here, though. Sammy hit Jay with a spear. Clearly, Roman set him up for that when he moved out of the way. But, yeah, but like like Will said, wrestlers are stupid. You think he's going to watch the fucking film back? Only Roman has been proven to watch the show at home. Exactly. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. We're going to put the drunk guy with the dude named Solo, like Solo Cup? Brother. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter what's in the cup. It's my cup. I've always wondered so why, did, why the Street Profits never offered them anything to drink. Well, why do you think you got the DUI? Well, it was an inside job. They were trying to sabotage him from the back. So, yeah. uh, they're what trying took to kill Kevin Owens so long? What took Kevin Owens so long? Maybe he wanted Sammy to, uh, to have his moment. I mean, those guys are legitimately best friends in real life. I'm just talking about after the match. Well, I mean, he did. Sammy did let him get his ass beat before he stopped him. Yeah, I was about to say he's just returning the favor because Kevin was getting his shit rocked before. I mean, he ate 30 super kicks unprotected. (laughs) Sammy could have stopped him at, at, at one. He's giving him his receipt. Yeah, I do like how you didn't get a uh, like a, a hug or anything, but an embrace between the two. It was still the uneasiness between the two of them. Yeah, I like the uh, photography point of it when they looked at him up the ramp and looked at him in the ring to show distance. Mm-hmm. 
You know it was even better than that though. What Cody wasn't booked. Bodega boy. <laughs> I said this and I'll stand by it and you guys can fight me on it, but after last night, Cody is gonna have to do more than fucking crying promos. Well, he's well shit, him. he's out like, of tricks. <laughs> he they literally have what? It'll be Monday Night Raw. It'll be 44 days till WrestleMania at that point. You got 44 days to come up with something better than sitting here crying about your fucking father. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Cody. But at this point, like after last night, if you don't prove why you fucking deserve that fucking spot. Yeah, you can't be recycling stuff these days. You, gotta, you really can't. You so let's go around the table real quick. And everybody give uh, this Elimination Chamber a grade out of 10. Six. Six. Nine. I, I'm going to go 8.5. I was going to say eight and a half as well. I felt it was carried very heavily by the last two matches. The mixed tag was all right. It wasn't anything to write home about, but it was solid. And the first two matches were very forgettable. Out of 10. <laughs> very good job, Will. You're doing a hell of a job. He already said his grade. I said it before all of y'all. Yeah. You just weren't here for that. Yeah, he said it was like a 6 out of 10. Oh, okay. Fucking crusty-ass bitch. How <laughs> <laughs> much that is better than yours? Oh, man. Honey. Honestly, Do I, I feel like call Jennifer and ask put- her that? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, I couldn't hear you after your bullshit. Oh, you heard oh. me. Oh. Which was... Do I need to call your wife and ask her which mustache looks better? Oh my god. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, get her a call. I'm still <laughs> mad you didn't didn't dye your hair after I went to Facebook jail. Man. <sighs> Fucking bitch. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I honestly feel like they should just transition the belt over to the fucking Montreal crowd because they did a better job getting Roman over as a fucking heel than he's ever done. Wow. Tactical nuke. <laughs> That's pretty fair. No, I still miss Thunderdome era where he could talk more. You know, Roman during the Thunderdome era was great. Was it, though? Man, him yeah. talking shit directly to the camera and to his opponent was fantastic. Outside of the fact that it was his face in the camera. Roman's a decent looking dude. Jason Momoa from Wish. If I was a woman, I'd fuck him. I'd about to say, if I was, I'd bone him. Why? It looks like he's wet all the time. Like, I just, just stop. Stop. Every wrestler looks like they're wet all the time. What are you talking about? I mean, Tyler used to cover himself in fucking baby oil, for Christ's sakes, okay? Yeah, Yeah, but that's smart. How are you going to hit a headlock on him when he just slips right out? It's like greased up death (laughs) guy. (laughs) I used to fucking absolutely hate wrestling dudes who fucking lather. How are you going to pin him if you just slip right off of him? First of all, hang on a minute. When did I put oil on myself, Jake? Did I do that? Okay. I don't And Jake's known me longer than all you goofs. 
I don't recall. I remember that when you were a little greenhorn. When? Were you born yet? Yeah. <laughs> that was back well, when he was with a mask on face. when he was green. He didn't have anywhere to put baby oil on. <laughs> that was when I back when I was still training Jake. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um so just to let everybody know, starting WrestleMania, we're gonna start doing our, our own picks in the podcast, uh picking who we think will win the match and keeping up with it and probably passing a trophy back and forth. We'll buy a little participation trophy and Whoever wins will uh, either keep it or uh, if you didn't win, if you have the trophy and you didn't win, you'll mail it to the next person. I just go ahead and leave it here. Strong words. I was right, wasn't I? Strong words for a strong guy. (laughs) Wait, was that a C-list Marvel reference with strong guy? Uh, I think you mean an A-list reference? Yes. <laughs> Can we get back to putting over Strong Guy? Like, God damn it, where's my Strong Guy movie? We're getting there. It's going to be in Phase 6. Phase 16? Yes. <laughs> well, they've shown you everybody else there's only one place to go. Biden time for my dude Strong Guy. Yeah, we're going to get a whole team-up movie. We're going to get Strong Guy, Squid, Marrow, Lockheed, but no Kitty Pride. Aw. Just her pet. And the and big bad for that movie is going to be Arcade. Dude, I would pay so much money for an Arcade movie. <laughs> you like that? I strung you guys along on that one. I knew he'd pop for Arcade. I always told this guy he loves fucking Jubilee. She's literally the most Pointless fucking character in X Men. He's the Mag of X Men. Let me Y'all ain't find read enough X Men. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Squirrel Girl. She's not a mutant. Fuck out of here. Uh, well, everybody, thank you once again for listening to another freaking wrestling podcast. We'll be back in your feeds. Later this week with our interview with Scott Hensley uh, as he prepares for the Sync City Rumble. Keep a lookout for that. Will and I interviewed him yesterday. And um, follow us on all the socials. And Jake, what do they need to do? Bring baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to wish Tyler and I a happy birthday and Tyler and I alone. Fuck you both. Happy birthday.